Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Drop your shoulders, take a breath. Tune into how you feel, because it's time to stretch. Hi, it's Sinead O'Moore and this is Stretch Marks, sponsored by Vitabiotics, who have created a supplement range to support us throughout every stretch of family life. So here we are, episode 10, the final in this season, wrapping up the first of many seasons, where I'm joined by inspirational guests as they share their deep stretches, the marks left behind and the lessons learned along the way. And the good news is, Vitabiotics will be back supporting me in creating another 10 episodes for you all very soon. But before I take this break to work on some other projects, I wanted to leave you all with a conversation with a woman who's pulled me back to balance more times than I can remember. We talk about that day at Bio Baby and the experience of women sharing some of their most vulnerable thoughts and the sigh of release that wrapped around the room. We talk about the stretch of three under three, the road back to finding yourself, the burden of comparison and the comfort Founding creativity, business and collaboration with BO co-founder Sharon Canellan. And a whole lot of coming back to trusting ourselves as women and mothers. Susie Redding is a chartered psychologist specialising in well-being, stress management and a facilitation of healthy lifestyle change. She's an accredited yoga teacher and through her integrated work, she supports people feeling frazzled, stressed, reactive, tired and overwhelmed. So, you know all of us then. And she is passionate about empowering people with the tools of self-care to help them weather the storm, to recover in the face of future challenges. She is also a founding member of the Nourish app and the psychology expert for wellbeing brand Nyam Organics. They're candles I cannot live without. She is the author of nine books and the latest of which, Rest to Reset, the busy person's guide to pausing with purpose is exactly what we need as we head towards summer and all it brings. If I can leave you with one thing, it's this episode. It's the gift, the permission, no, the demand, that you go and you rest and you reset because the stretches are going to keep coming. Susie, Thank you. And I mean this from the bottom of my soul. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on Stretch Marks Podcast. Your content, your posts, your walks by the river, reminding us to just tune into those little moments. And also just how bold and brazen some of your text posts are that just say, 
fuck it. It's fine. Everything is fine. Just relax. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your voice of reason in the chaos. Oh, Sinead, well, I'm glad my little notes to self are landing for you as well. And thank you for your kind companionship. I'm so grateful to you. We keep each other company. Yeah, we keep each other company. And that's look, the greatest joy of Instagram is the company, is the connection, is the women that you get to meet. Tell me why we cannot rest. Oh. If we just take a look at some of the cultural messaging, mm-hmm. for starters, yeah, we've got you snooze, you lose, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, it runs so deep, yeah. Productivity is conflated with self-worth, yeah. Busyness is worn as some kind of badge of honour. Rest is maligned as lazy and selfish. Um, you know, the worst punishment that we can conjure for our kids is being sent straight to bed. Yeah. And then we've got like the do it yourself era where if there's anything that needs fixing, we, we, we turn to Google and we try and sort everything out. And there's this sense of we, we must be all things to all people all the time. And we've got consumerism poking at our insecurities, telling us that we've got to buy more to be more. I mean, who has a moment? to pause in the midst of all of that noise, yeah? And then we've got the pandemic, that enormous collective fatigue where we're saying to ourselves, but I shouldn't be feeling like this because everyone else has got it so much harder or this person's had that thing happen and I don't have a right to struggle and, oh, my goodness, what we need is a little bit more tenderness And we need a whole new definition of rest. It's failure, isn't it? It's like rest is seen as weak, unnecessary, unproductive, you know, hustle culture. And and I have to, if I'm not doing something, maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yes. To sit down and to just stop. Is it generational too? Have we picked this up from, I think I have, have we picked this up from the mothers of old that were, you know, they may not have had maybe some of the efficient appliances that we, that we now do, but they seem to always have to do something, you know, Mm. and we have this thing in in Ireland of like, you know, the Irish mommy kind of jokes, but she's the last to serve herself. She's the last to, you know, she'll cook for everybody and everybody be eating away and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Onto the dishes, you know, onto the, oh, I've made you this for the, for, to take home with you. Always Mm. doing, always kind of proving her role. Mm. Is it a hangover from when maybe women didn't work? And we have to yeah. prove our role of constant work. But now we do, or many do work. And it's mm-hmm. still this facade of, I must be excellent there. And I must be excellent here. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't look at that. If the sun is shining in and I see a little paw print on the window, surely I must get up and wash that. It's like, no, just accept that. Mm-hmm. You've got dirty windows for the moment. That's okay. Yes. Yes. I think we need to ask ourselves, is this constant striving serving us? And it's and not. I think it's pretty clear that it's not. You know, you look at how we treat our devices, 
We treat them with greater dignity and respect than we treat ourselves. We just expect ourselves to be this machine with infinite capacity, and we are not. Mm. But we diligently charge our mobile phones. We reboot our computers without you know, saying that they're needy. We refuel our cars without saying it's selfish. And yet look at how we address our own energy management, how we pace ourselves with a complete lack of compassion so often. Talk to me about energy management, because for a lot of our listeners, sleep is not necessarily within our control. No, no. And I think that there's also a communication issue around rest equals sleep. And if sleep isn't available, Therefore, rest can't be achieved. So tell me about that. That en- like I'm interested in that energy management piece. What mm. is what are the things that actually we still can plug into if sleep is denied? Okay. I think if we actually pair it back one layer and look at a definition of rest, because I think that's that mm. is something that uh that's a barrier. So when we associate rest with sleep or rest with lying down in stillness on your own doing nothing, it's a very limiting association, okay? Mm -hmm. So the definition that I want to offer up that I think opens our eyes to what's available to us, okay, and that is that rest is any act that brings us back to balance. Rest is any act that brings us back to balance. Yes, right? Okay. So we're using rest as a means of restoring, coming back to peace, coming back to harmony. And so that is why rest is deeply individual. And it's also, you know, what you need this morning might be entirely different to what you need this afternoon. Okay, so rest is not just sleep. Rest is not just being sedentary. Rest could be connecting with another human being because you spent a lot of time in solitude. Or rest could be hell's bells we've just had the easter holiday i need some solo time i need some silence thank you Mm -hmm. i need an opportunity to be a free agent where i am choosing rather than being dictated to that can be the thing that brings us back to balance okay so rest is an opportunity to reset to recalibrate yeah and that's why is it safety like yes. some of those things can bring us out of safety, you know, when you feel like bombarded all the time and, and your system is running on, you're burning through that energy because you're feeling like I have to be super vigilant all the time. Yes. So yeah, from a nervous system point of view, absolutely. For us to feel a quality of rest, for us to feel rested, we need to be in rest and digest mode Mm. of nervous system functioning where we feel safe. Absolutely. How we can cultivate that state is very varied and it's very personal. Yeah. What resonates for one person might be different to the next. Our own needs change over time. So I hope that 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 definition can help people think more broadly about what rest is. So rest is an opportunity to reset. It's bringing us back to balance. Rest is nourishment, rest is rejuvenation, it's replenishment. So for anyone that feels uncomfortable about the word rest, well, we can either reframe it by saying it's an opportunity to reset or just use a different word, yeah? Choose refreshment, choose rejuvenation, uh, choose energy management. And I think these things can help us feel differently about it. I think that point about the, you know, 
the nervous system part and the vigilance part plays deeply into why when you arrive into motherhood, rest, look, we as we said before, sleep is largely out of your control. Mm-hmm. But the the wake time windows, when you still can't tap into that reset, when you still can't arrive at that place of balance, mm-hmm. because I certainly in in my first few years and and I sink into it definitely when things are are overwhelming again, it can come back mm-hmm. very quickly and feels very familiar. But it is that sense of total vigilance of totally I must be mother bear. I must be, you know, making sure there's no wolf outside that cave. And of course, in modern day, that wolf is will my child fall off the couch? Will my child choke on that grape? Mm. will somebody judge me for the fact that my toddler has taken their socks off and it's kind of still only about 14 degrees out. You know, you know, it's, it's a constant running mental load of, yeah, I'm not protecting them. I'm not doing something that I should. They need something from me. Will I be seen as not good enough? And that is hard to find balance from. It is. And that's where compassion comes in. Yeah, where, you know, I think when you look at life pre-motherhood, success is is often, it's contingent on effort, right? Mm. If you work hard, you know, if you study hard, you, you know, you, you, we tend to get better grades, right? Yeah. With motherhood, you can throw absolutely every, every cell and fiber of your being at it, and we still can't make our children sleep. We still can't make them feed. We can't necessarily settle them. It's like we need a whole new definition of success. It's, 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 it's brutal, isn't it? Right? But if we can just say to ourselves, I'm, I'm, I'm giving as best I can, yeah? And it's okay for me to be tender with myself as I bear witness to the enormity of this role. And I can remember when Charlotte was born wanting to literally give everything, every essence of my being to her. And what I learned very, very quick smart is that my depletion served no one and that my replenishment served her and served everyone I care about, served everyone my life touch. Yeah, so it's about soothing and calming and re-energizing as best possible. And I know the huge stretches of time, you know, it's not about, having half an hour to yourself with your hands free to, to be able to do whatever you want. Like I, I totally get that. I can remember a trip to the loo on your own or a trip to the grocery store solo was like, oh my God, this is an oasis. Yeah, that's the reality for such a huge chunk of time. But there are ways that we can soothe our nervous system in the midst of all of that demand, in the midst of all of that sensory overload. And it can be as simple as rubbing your hands together to create warmth placing your hands in your heart and just uttering a few kind words to yourself like, this is hard. Of course, I will find it hard. It's because it's hard. It's not because I'm not strong enough or I'm not enough of anything. It's just that this is challenging and I give myself permission to struggle. I can be tender with myself. Yeah, and that helps us come back to a state of peace. 
why is it so uncomfortable to be able to do that so freely? <laughs> because it hasn't been modeled for us. Yeah, this really yeah. wasn't, this, it hasn't been modeled for us growing up. But I tell you what, I learned this really quick, smart, the hard way. Mm. My father had motor neurone disease when my first child was born. It was never diagnosed in his lifetime. We had no idea what was happening for him. He had a breathing failure when I was 40 weeks pregnant. And he actually survived for 15 months. And it was an incredibly stressful time. Um, the transition to motherhood coupled with effectively losing my father. Um, what I learned very, very quick smart is that being tough on myself, punitive, harsh, critical self-talk, denying my needs, relentless pushing was only going to result in burnout. It was only going to result in depression, in what I call energetic bankruptcy. And I had to very, very quickly learn how to get on my own side. And that meant speaking to myself with tenderness, coaxing gentle inner dialogue. It became prioritizing, do you know what? If I can get my head down, I'm going to have a sleep wherever I can, wherever it's possible. And if I can't sleep, it doesn't matter. I'm going to lie down on my yoga mat in a comfortable position and just flop and drop. There are things that are going to have to wait. I'm not going to be cooking the meals that I aspired to. I'm not going to be exercising in the way that I thought I was going to. I'm going to have to do whatever it takes to heal myself, to restore myself so that I can be the mum that I aspire to be. That's how we learn. We get to rock bottom. I'm hoping that the, the conversations that we have and that the toolkits that I talk about will save people from, from, from having to go through it and learn that way. But it is a skill that we can learn and we've just got to decide, you know what, I can shellac myself and deplete myself or I can choose a different way. Please, can we choose that different way, the compassionate path? And it's so easy for that to occur because when you feel like you're not getting it right in old life, it was a consequence of, well, you just need to work harder. You need to study more. You need to stay up late. You need to, you know, revise, revise, revise. You need to prove yourself and work. Be the last one there. That's all the symbolism that we have taken on of like, how do I overcome my assumed you know, failures in, in this time, in this season. And I say assumed because it's all our negative head. It's all our own self-talk. And accepting, I'm, 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 I'm listening here in awe because it's like accepting that I have to control this. I can't wait for the world to somehow fix this. I had a conversation with somebody as well. And it was on, I think it was on our hormonal health. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was, no one is going to arrive at the door and fix this for you. Nobody's just going to magically knock at the door and walk in and say, I'm here now to take care of the things for you that you need to take care of for you. And to do with being, I am a body. My body needs things. My body needs things to work. I have to be the one who says, I am getting my water today. I am getting my walk today. It is not selfish. I am not failing. I am not denying somebody else something they need because I am also taking care of me. It's me too. Yes. 
but I see it in myself. I, you know, I, as we said, like the school, the Easter holidays have just finished. And yeah, I'm sitting here. It's like 10, 10 a.m. in the morning. I've just dropped them off. I've had that that walk home where I could feel the sun on my face. I could look at that blue sky. I, I'm grateful for the time that we had. And we had such a wonderful couple of weeks, but also I know in my bones, mm-hmm. I am tired. Mm. I am tired. Mm-hmm. And I'm really looking forward to not having to be more for other people today mm-hmm. than I need to be. Mm-hmm. But I have a discomfort around that because I also have a programming in me that says, I want to be all things for them. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, uh, there's a guilt there that that when my daughter said, is it, are you picking me up at the early pickup or the late pickup today? And I'm like, I'm sorry, Baba, it's the late pickup today because mama has a lot of work to catch up on. Mm-hmm. I want, I want to still have them here. And I also, I desperately was so happy when they walked out the door this morning mm-hmm. and I can't, as much as I try, I forget constantly constantly I haven't done enough for me in the last two weeks and this is why I feel like this this morning so that brings us back to energy management that brings us back to rest is not just a reward for hard work rest is not just something that you do when you've delivered everything that's required of you met everybody else's needs rest is the necessary fuel for you to be able to function as you aspire to just as we feed our bodies, just as we hydrate our bodies, rest is a nourishment that we need to be able to meet the demands of our day. So we need to do it proactively, not just after the fact, yeah, to mitigate depletion. Yeah. And we do it because this is what allows us to have access to the qualities that we hold dear. And if we can't do it for us, we must do it for those in our care. Mm. Because if we want to be patient, available, resourceful, compassionate, loving parents, well, then we need to tend to our own needs as well. And in my experience, the velocity of the burnout quickens the more depleted I am. Because the more depleted I am, actually, I'm, I take care of myself less. Yes. So when I'm more yes. depleted... I will, my sleep is poorer. I have no energy to exercise. So I wake up tired. I turn to coffee, which makes me more tired. So I turn to sugar, which makes me more tired. Yes. And then I don't feel good about my body because then, you know, my, my body hasn't been energized physically, but also I feel, I feel it's like, you know, it doesn't look strong. It doesn't feel strong. So therefore I I empathize with myself by giving it more things that it doesn't need or want. And Mm -hmm. it's this spiral and spiral and spiral. And then, then the negative self-talk gets louder and louder and louder. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sometimes very hard to climb out of that. You know, if you've been living there for a long sustained period of time Mm -hmm. and life doesn't offer the window, you know, like the work keeps coming, the stress keeps coming, a, a parental mm-hmm. illness might keep coming, a relationship challenge keeps coming. It's life. 
life keeps life, life keeps coming yeah what you're describing there these are all just very natural normal circumstances of life and we need to throw ourselves a bone we can do that with what i call little circuit breakers mm. yeah the, 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 the fact is yes so what you're describing there is that downward spiral that one poor choice what often leads to another that leads to more depletion that sets us into you know the stress response which as soon as we're in that stress response the prefrontal cortex goes offline right mm. it's hard to empathize with other people it's hard to delay gratification it's hard to think straight okay so what we need to do is step back and do something that will help us dial down the stress response that will get us back into rest and digest mode so that we can think straight so that we can help how cells make healthy choices more often and there are a number of different ways that we can do that um whether it's using the breath whether it's using movement whether it's using touch even a simple hack of increasing the production of saliva in the mouth can be a cue to the nervous system that it's safe to relax, right? So for people that are thinking, I haven't got time for this stuff, I get it. Yeah, when Charlotte was four months old, I had both parents in intensive care units. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm on my knees. Mm. But there are things that we can do that will help us cope in the midst of these incredible life squeezes. Yeah, and... It's not just about doing it all our, on our own. We also need the love and support of other people. Please, can we reach out and ask for help and let people in? Yes, we need both. We need to be cared for. We also need to care for ourselves, treat ourselves with dignity and respect. Yeah? Tell me more about those circuit breakers because I think that they are going to be essential tools for many women. And you're right, they're not taught they're not thought. A few that I have discovered recently, um, tapping certainly yep. has been a huge, I don't know, I, I, I don't even know when I decide, I don't cognitively decide to turn to it. I just realized that I'm kind of like stressed and in the car and doing it for a second. Yeah, tapping for me, I, I discovered it through Sarah Tobin, mm-hmm. um, who is an EFT practitioner and um I had her on the podcast several years ago and attended a couple of the, the classes that she does. And I have found that to be an incredible re yeah, rebalancer. I, I I genuinely feel everything just come back down a little bit. Um, acupuncture, but that's obviously that's not necessarily a circuit breaker. It's a circuit breaker for a an hour away. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do it by myself, just in the kitchen when I'm completely stressing out. But it has had a genuine impact I feel on the longevity of my energy yeah you know it it extends it I don't reach that that spiral Mm. as early as I think I would have in the past without it Mm. but coming back to learning about and I've learned this a lot from you and the work that you put out into the world of of the moments of just noticing you know, those little moments of awe, noticing that little, and it, sound, it sounds so ridiculous until you start doing it. And then it's like, oh, I do feel soothed. I feel soothed in this moment. The harsh edges have fallen away. I'm softening. I'm instead of feeling that resentment maybe towards my children who I desperately love, but resentment towards them, that it's another look at me, mommy, look at me, or, you know, play with me or do this with me, Mm. which 
it's horrible to feel resentment towards when you're like, mama needs a minute. <laughs> Just back away. Yeah. But leaning into it, but as you're maybe doing it, sometimes I'm like, Let's just feel that sunshine on my face while I'm playing in the garden, pushing the swing. Yes. Let's just stand in this direction where I can just feel that warmth on my shoulders. Or Mm. let's just tune into the birds and not the screeching. Let's just make sure if I know that it's going to be an insane day, can I just drink my coffee outside just for those four minutes? Can I just do that? And just breathe and just calm but they are deliberate I have to have to choose them they don't come they don't arrive I have to choose them you've got to open your eyes to see them yeah yeah Yeah, you've got to train yourself to seek out these pockets of peace and to really immerse yourself in them yeah seize them take hold with both hands and say "I'm, I'm worthy of imbibing this juicy goodness I'm not going to fritter it away by thinking about what someone said to me yesterday or or mulling over my to-do list for tomorrow. I'm just going to bear witness to the beauty of this moment and finding these little pockets of peace. They they are there. It's residing in them. So what do you do for you? What are your go-tos that you and and you know your kids are that little bit older so you have much experience at this have you found that what you need has evolved over time absolutely Hmm. absolutely what I needed in the early stages of motherhood was as much silence solitude and restorative Hmm. inactivity as possible I also needed gentle movement to help me move through my emotions to to uh to release you know, that jangly, jingly, high alert energy. Yeah. Um, my self-care is very seasonal. I look at what I've been able to do in the last two weeks with both kids at home. Very, very different to term time. Mm. Yeah. This is a function of how much time and space we have available. Yeah. But in every single day, in every single day, I will use some kind of breath work. The fact is we're breathing anyway. Yes. Yeah. But how we breathe has a huge impact. And for anyone that wants to develop breath work, the easiest way is to pair it with movement. Mm. Okay, so for anyone that's new to breath work or for anyone that's tried it in the past and is sort of, for some people and for anyone actually, sometimes it can amplify agitation to be sitting and trying to breathe better, breathe deeper in stillness on its own what works I feel more effectively is to move with the breath so that's where these Mm. breathe you know the chicken wing shoulder rolls fingertips on shoulders breathing in elbows up breathing out elbows back and down I take six of those and I'll do that instead of having a second or third cup of coffee Yeah? yeah because it helps me feel more alert but it soothes my nervous system at the same time so there's breath work in every single day There'll be some kind of nature therapy in every single day, whether that's going for a walk by the canal, seeing if I can see a a kingfisher or just looking out the window and watching the moving cloudscape. Yeah. All day, every day, there is constructive, kind inner dialogue. And I will still have some toxic thoughts, but I'm going to say to myself, oh, well, that that was a doozy. 
you know, it's not about eliminating these thoughts. It's about just having a little spaciousness, not identifying with them, gently reframing, yeah? And I use touch. So whether it's just massaging in some hand balm, whether it's um, earthing my brow or massaging my horns. So if you make it a fist and press the base of your thumbs, imagine you've got two little goatee horns. If we press there firmly, it's like hitting the reboot button for your nervous system. So these little micro practices I dot through my day. Yeah, it's and they're so we make simple. the use of what we have. They're so simple and they are accessible, mm-hmm. which makes me think we are deliberately not choosing them. I, I mean this because it's like, yeah. it's a permission thing. I, and I, I take the point, I think, uh, and absolutely we are not skilled in them. We are not surrounded enough by the messaging and the reminders to do them. Yeah in a way that we are marketed coffee and wine and chocolate, you know, it's a very, it's a very different beast that we're up against. Uh, But I also think that there is an element and I feel it in me. I feel the challenge. I have to fight for it within myself. Mm -hmm. When, When I'm thinking I should do that for me, there is an immediate response. There is an immediate sabotage voice that mm-hmm. comes and says, no, she, what are you doing? You can't do that. You can't look at this. Look, 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 look that, 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 the toys haven't been put away in a week. You know, the washing needs to be hung out. Did you email that person back? There's always a, and an, an, earlier when you were, you, you gave this beautiful short script of just that self-compassionate voice that you will tell yourself. I felt emotional. I felt emotional hearing you say it. Mm-hmm. because I f- fail <laughs> that I can't give myself that. Haven't yet. You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah, it's it's changing the script. But it was a, it was yeah. a surprising moment in me. I wasn't expecting, wasn't expecting that. And I've been trying to inquire in my head as we've been talking and I feel like what you were saying was like, on one response, my body was like, oh, oh, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> give me that, please. And then this like hide side, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure which it was, was Jekyll the good guy or the bad guy or hide. Anyway, this other side, which was like, no, you don't get that. No. Okay. No. So here's the key. Don't wait for it to feel completely okay. Yeah. Don't wait for an absence of that voice. It's fine. What we need to do is take restorative action in the face of it. Yeah, so many times people will say to me, oh, I must feel worthy of this or deserving of it before I can do it. Yeah. But what I've discovered is that when you do the nourishing action, the feelings of worth come from that action. So don't wait to feel worthy. Don't wait for it to feel okay. Do it anyway. And what I'm talking about here are super simple practices that might take 30 seconds that could then be a gateway for more nourishing action. Okay? It could be like cup your chin in your hands, tenderly cradle your face in your hands and remind yourself that you are deserving of tenderness. 
and that you have every right to feel as you do, permission to be human. Do that for a minute and then you might be surprised at what you can then allow yourself to do next. Changes your vision. Mm. Yeah. And and I love that. It's the, your, your body's proof of your worth is the fact that you've been doing these practices. Mm. You've allowed your body to experience these things and therefore it'll change the script of that. Maybe I, I am, but if you've never, if you don't do it, then of course your body's going to respond with, that's that's not what you get because we're already in the downward spiral space. Yeah. But the upward spiral is reverse action. Mm. With the safety and knowledge that you still have to spiral up. You don't mm-hmm. catapult up. Mm-hmm. You can you spiral up. And then some days there might be, you know, something might occur and it's mm-hmm. okay to to slink down. Yeah. In the spiral and and live live there for for a short period of time or however long you need, yep. and then make your way at your pace, in the capacity of where you're at in your stretch to just move, mm-hmm. move back up again. Because I do feel this pressure of, and I'm sure this is very normal, but like because we don't see the that spiral in everyone you know we don't we don't see where they're at in theirs we are simply we are either fed a kind of a transformative before and after kind of vision of how people have just changed their lives or changed their well-being or changed their health or their mindset or their weight or their careers or their income we don't we skip, we skip that story. We skip the, oh yeah, but they also had days where they slipped back. And then they also had days where they went really high, but then the shit thing happened and they were like back down again. And it's a snake yeah. and ladder. It is. It's so often we are comparing how we feel on the inside to how people appear on the outside. Yeah. And we're also comparing our real life to what we see in someone's highlight reel. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's, it's not fair. It's not a fair comparison. And, and that's why I'm, I share these experiences of energetic bankruptcy. You know, that I want people to know that it doesn't matter what toolkit you have. Mm. Life is still from time to time going to knock you for six because that is just the human experience. No one is immune from those experiences, whether it's depletion, burnout, anxiety, depression. Yeah, the fact is sometimes life squeezes us and the normal response to those tough times is to struggle. Mm. Yeah, and, and resilience doesn't mean that we are somehow impervious to life, unaffected by life. Yeah, but we need to just keep being gentle with ourselves and allowing ourselves to every day have a different mind, a different body. What is it that we need today? Yesterday I was cooking with gas. This morning I've got... I've got two beans to rub together. What's got, it's just every day is different. Can we check in and observe and can we pace ourselves accordingly? Because I do think we, we set ourselves a bar of like, it has to be like at this level and that level is often unsustainable. Yeah. You know, you can't be hitting, you know, the strides of like, you know, the, the gym sessions and the diet and the water and the sleep and the no caffeine and the no alcohol and the no this and the no that 
and taking on all, like there's a there's a sliding scale of where you're at within your capacity of what you can do to take care of you and perfect doesn't matter like hitting all the scores every season of your life doesn't matter it's yeah. like what can i do for me in where i'm at now that's yes. quite liberating that's kind of like totally. i am taking care of myself as best i can today Yes. What does today offer yes. me? Yes. The phrase that speaks to that, that helps me identify what's reasonable today is there is a difference between my capability and my capacity. Mm-hmm. The question is, the question isn't, am I capable of that? The question is, have I got capacity for that? Yeah. And can I tailor my expectations of self accordingly? Mm-hmm. Where are you overstretched? Where is the, is, is the capacity? Where is the, that's as much as you can give today. That's just simply as much as you can give. And it's okay then to, you know, if you've, if you've done that little moment for you, but then maybe next week there is more capacity. Maybe you can do more then and stop judging ourselves harshly. Like there will be days where you, you can't do any of the things that maybe we've referenced. And it's like, that doesn't mean you need to descend again and again and again and again. No, we don't want our rest to be another thing that we strive at. Yeah, yeah we don't, because it we feels like work. That's right. And for anyone that's feeling like they're failing at this stuff, well, my first suggestion would be take a look at what you're doing already. How yeah. are you nourishing yourself already? Okay, so maybe it's not in the, the shape or the form that you'd like it to be. But please give yourself a pat on the back for how you're sustaining yourself already. And from that place, we have a feeling of, oh, okay, right. Okay, maybe there's room for this. There's a little room for wiggle. But rather than being harsh and punitive and feeling like we've failed, it's like just, again, we come back to hands on heart, be tender, be gentle. And maybe there's a little tweak that we can make, but we're already, we're doing the best we can already. It doesn't have to be some huge, grand, elaborate act. Yeah, it can be lying down with legs up the wall. It could be sitting and stroking the cat. It can be having a hug. It can be going for a walk. It can be doing a child's pose. It can be a little reflective journaling. Yeah, 60 seconds here, 30 seconds there. Because it wasn't modeled to us, we are doing something wonderful in modeling it to our children, allowing them to see us take these moments to avoid the snap, to, to bring ourselves back into regulation because they are going to meet a more ferocious world and a more fast paced and and it's just what is ahead of them is going to impact even more stress and strain on their little bodies. Teaching them what we do and inviting them to join us in what we do. Yes. That could be amazing. Absolutely. I mean, we're already doing that. We're already teaching our kids how to safely cross roads. Yeah. What constitutes healthy eating. We also need to, to teach them how to navigate big emotions. Yeah. How, how, to, how to digest life experiences. This is, this is, but it's fine for us to be learning at the same time as our kids. Yeah. So yes, we engage in family practices as best possible. We empower them with age appropriate practices, but it's fine for us to be learning emotional management together. Stretched much? 
Yeah, me too. I can't avoid the parts of life that deplete me. In fact, I adore most of them, like my children and my work. So I'm leaning into discovering how I can best support my energy, my nutritional needs and my well-being for the long term with Well Woman. With vitamins B6, B12 and iron, which contributes to normal energy release, Well Woman safeguards and supports our nutritional needs. This supplement range includes options for vegans and vegetarians, women age 50 plus, or if you are engaging in sports, there's a Well Woman product for us all. With 50 years of innovation in nutritional science, Phytobiotics has been pushing boundaries to help our families feel at their best. With products to suit all stages from preconception, pregnancy, postpartum and family life, with Pregnicare, WellKid, WellWoman and WellMan, Phytobiotics have created a product to suit every stretch of family life. Phytobiotics want to look after you through their supplemental range and by supporting this season of Stretch Marks. Food supplements must not replace a varied and balanced diet and a healthy lifestyle. And you should always consult your doctor or pharmacist before using. When you are, when you feel as though you are in balance, when you have, you know, you might've had a few days or a few weeks or even a few months of being able to give yourself that opportunity to, to arrive at balance. And you're feeling, you're feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling well. I'm feeling rested. Mm-hmm. What are the other benefits that you have experienced when you've actually done that for yourself, when you've arrived at that place? What are okay. the consequences? What are the consequences of rest? Okay. Beautiful. What I feel is aligned. Mm. Yeah. I feel a sense of congruence. I am, I'm taking action in service of my values. Yeah, that's when I can put my head down on the pillow at the end of the day and say, yeah, I've, I've, I've done good. Yeah, mm. there's a feeling of peace. Um, it gives me energy. It gives me clarity of thought. It enhances my decision-making capacity. Mm. I'm better able to cope with stress and respond in ways that are constructive and helpful. That's when I can say, hand on heart, I'm being the mum that I aspire to be as best possible. But these are moments. It's not like you rest for half an hour and then you feel, you know, sparkly and, you know, I don't know, invincible for the rest of the day. It's just, it's just these are little moments where we think, okay, how have I used my mind and my body? Yeah. What, what can I do that will just help me regroup? replenish and that's why this is something that we need to keep coming back to mm. yeah because life keeps happening mm-hmm. there'll be another email or there'll be a difficult conversation or someone will spill something so it's this constant process of just ah permission to be human how can I soften <laughs> right but the benefits are, are, if you think about anything that's important to you you will see how rest will serve that end. Yeah. I spoke to somebody this week who who had made a very excellent point that the two weeks at Easter is, is the most brilliant alarm bell to tell us summer is coming. Yeah. Summer here. Yeah. Well, we have, there's, it's eight weeks if you're under 12 and it's three okay. months for over 12, three months, June, July, and August. So 
I am taking this moment, this conversation, mm-hmm. this, this Monday morning after the two weeks, and I am telling myself, reminding myself that it is my job to make sure that between now and the, East, and the summer break, which is coming, mm-hmm. what can I do to make sure that I am as ready to enjoy this special summer because then we get guilted with the you only have 18 summers with your children and you must make them magical and you must make them the best they can and look I I want those moments but I want to feel at my best in those moments I don't want the trips to the beach to be this resentful experience of me being like well I have to do everything and I have to organize everything and you know tears and tantrums and me being overstimulated I want to feel in the moment what I regret when I'm looking at the pictures at night mm-hmm. you know the scroll back mm-hmm. you're revisiting this wonderful day that didn't actually feel that way mm-hmm. when you were in the day <laughs> I yeah. want it to feel like that in the day but I know that from my starting point today I can't get there if I don't use these next few months to really genuinely lean into taking care of myself, to arrive into summer with capacity, with flexibility, with being able to stretch, not falling down on day one, but actually seeing this until September 1st and enjoying it and living it and feeling alive with it. Mm -hmm. And obviously to continue what I learn over these next few months, what I try and ingrain in these next few months into a practice that I can sustain when they're home in summer. Because otherwise there is a long, there's a long period of depletion coming up for us all. Yes. And maybe if it can't be exactly the same ritual, there'll be the same commitment to self, but in a a different shape. Yeah. Yeah. So in term time, I love going for really long solo walks. Mm. I can't do that when I've got both kids at home, but I can roll out my yoga mat and yoga while they're playing Lego around me, right? Like whatever. So there's still movement. There's still that commitment, but it just takes a different shape. Yes. And what you're talking about there is so beautiful. You are resourcing yourself. Mm. Yes. But I know I have to do it. It has to be a commitment. That's right. And it's something that we do proactively. It's something that we do beforehand. It's not, we're not using rest as a way of constantly, you know, replenishing after the fact you are fueling yourself Mm. over the next few months so that you can, you can enjoy the good bits. The mantra for me for, for all holiday periods is savor, savor the joyful, make peace with the shitty because there will be shitty. (laughs) It's July. But if we can really. There is so much shitty. (laughs) There is though. It's life. It's just life. Enjoy the good bits. And that's it. And that's, that's where I'm like the greatest thing that I have learned in the last six years that I've now been raising little people is to see the shitty for the shitty, not deny the shitty, not try to minimize the shitty, not try and over prepare to prevent it because that will bring more. Yes. But accept it to flow with it, to see it to laugh about it, to just be like, this is what it is. This is what it is. And to not believe the the glow, not believe the 
projected perfection because that is not real either. This is the final episode of this season of Stretch Marks. And honestly, I needed this. I needed this conversation. I needed, I needed the kick up the arse <laughs> to, to accept rest, accept balance. And for everybody listening, I think, you know, there'll definitely be a season coming back in a few weeks time. But between now and then, a kind of a parting note of do it for yourself. Take that rest, make it a daily practice, be committed to it. Don't feel selfish for it. Don't make any apology for it. And to not wait for the perfect moment to come because it doesn't. No. This magic window of time that somebody says, oh, would you like to go and engage in your self-care now? Doesn't arrive. <laughs> so we need to be as brutally mother bear about this for ourselves as we are for taking care of our little people. That's right. It's connecting with what rest facilitates. And you've done that beautifully. You know that you want to resource yourself so that you can really have a summer of your choosing. Yeah. I would love for people to just spend a little bit of time thinking about what does rest facilitate in your life? Why is it important to you? At what cost do you not do it? Connect with that why, and that will galvanize you to take nourishing action, even when it feels a little bit uncomfortable to do so. And if anyone listening is still unsure as to how to lean into rest and to find those balances, your book is an amazing resource. Your account is an amazing resource, but your book full of active ways and supportive words. When you when you find yourself slipping back down that spiral and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? Open the book. Just take a moment and be reminded about how it can feel. Mm. It doesn't have to be this way. Mm. And what are those little things that just your words, your your commitment to 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 teaching this to learning this, to educating us on this, you know, it's a real, it's a real savior. It really is because in a world of hustle culture, we need more of you. It was such a joy to write. And it's just, it's such a delight to hear how it lands. I really had hoped that this book could help revolutionize yeah. people's relationship with rest. But beyond that, it transforms our relationship with ourselves. So thank you. That's so, so uplifting, so inspiring. Thank you, Sinead. Thank you for being my final guest on this season. Such a pleasure. Oh, wow. Are you ready to reset? I hope so. Thank you, Susie, for your words of compassion and support. You can find out more about Susie, her books, her workshops, and the ways she can support you on her website, susieredding.co.uk, or follow her on Instagram at susieredding, or you can check the show notes where I have everything tagged. And if you have enjoyed this season, I'd ask you to just do one small thing, which can make a huge difference for the show. Just hit subscribe or hit rate or even a review, or even share it in a group or in a story or anywhere where people can be introduced to it. And that's it, episode 10. I will talk to you again very soon. Hold up. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.